Welcome fellow horror hounds and welcome to the latest episode of Talk and Stalk, your unholy home for horror. I'm your host as always, Barry, and today's podcast is going to be devoted to Halloween Kills, which is obviously released in October this year. Obviously it was supposed to be October last year, but obviously it's been delayed by an entire year for obvious reasons. Uh, this is definitely a film that I'd like to see on the big screen, um, ideally. Um, so all I'm really going to talk about in this podcast are some of the things I want to see from this movie and some of the things I don't want to see. Um, now, I'm really excited for it. I liked Halloween 2018. I liked it. I had some issues with it, certainly. It was by no means great. Um, but at the same time, it was the best Halloween film in a long time, in my opinion, which isn't really saying much. I think the Halloween franchise has very much kind of been a rocky road over the years. Um, but with Halloween Kills, one of the things I do want to see in this movie is, and this is one thing that has essentially been promised us, a badass Michael Myers. Um, from what I've been told is that this film is gonna be it's gonna be pretty pretty brutal. Um, so I, I'm expecting quite a high body count from this film. Um, from what I can kind of tell, Michael Myers is gonna be pretty relentless in this movie. Um, so I'm kind of expecting, uh, I want there to be a good kind of kill count. Now, I'm a person kind of more quality over quantity. When it comes to slasher movies, um, I'm not really that bothered about massive body counts or anything like that. But it's the execution of, of the kills themselves. And while I'm expecting a big body count in this film, I want some of the, you know, I want some of the kills to be memorable. I don't, you know, I want some of the kills to be... You know, people are really kind of like talking about afterwards. Um, so that's what I kind of want to see. I want to see this kind of killing machine from Michael Myers. But this also gets me on to my next point. Now, I realise this isn't this isn't easy to do. This is pretty tough to kind of execute. While I'm expecting some good kills, at the same time, I want this film to, in some shape, way or form capture the essence and spirit of the original Halloween. So for Michael Myers to kind of be the boogeyman, I want Michael Myers to be able to actually have some time to kind of stalk his victims. Because to me, that's what always stood out about Myers in comparison to the likes of Jason Voorhees. Myers is more of a stalker. Michael Myers seems to spend his time, um, certainly in the first two films, the first film especially, and there was a level of restraint even with Halloween H20, which I do like. Um, that, you know, he actually, he's kind of the boogeyman. You know, that whole kind of teleportation trick. He's there one minute, the next he's not stalking his victims. Um, I'd like to, I'd like the film to have an aspect of that. Um, I don't want this to be, you know, 2007's Rob Zombie directed Halloween where there was basically very little to, to, to nothing of that. Um, Myers just, just, you know, going in there for the kill and, and, and you know, just being brutal as hell. And uh, I really didn't care for 2007's Halloween, I'll admit. I didn't hate it. Hate's a strong word. But at the same time, I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. Um, I can fully commend Rob Zombie for doing his own thing, etc. You know, John Carpenter actually said to him, look, put your own stamp on this film, you know, Put your own identity on it, and that's what he did. Um, but I'd like for there to be that kind of boogeyman aspect, and we got bits of that 
in Halloween 2018. There were definitely aspects of that. I loved the, the shot, the pan, that shows us Michael Myers walking through the street and he picks up the hammer and he obviously kills a woman, which was definitely an, an allude to 81's Halloween 2. And then the camera following to the next house and killing with a knife and that. And then kind of one scene I did particularly like, actually, is the scene in Halloween 2018 where the motion sensors in the garden, Myers is there and then they go off and he's gone. And I really liked that because that kind of touched upon the whole kind of the stalking, the boogeyman aspect of, of, of Michael Myers. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of want them to kind of capture at least kind of a sliver, an aspect of that. Also something that I want to see um, in this movie as well. Obviously the score, um, I really did like the score for 2018's Halloween. Uh, you know, to see that returning as well. Um, you know, paying respect to the original Halloween whilst doing something a little different. Because, you know, it kind of tweaked the score. I felt like it, it really kind of introduced a very kind of new aspect to the score. And I, I thought it worked really well. For, for the movie itself. Um, obviously with this film. Um, what I want to see is. I want to see some of these characters. Some of these characters that are actually returning. The likes of Tommy Doyle. The likes of Lindsay Wallace. To not just be in there for the sake of it. So fans can sit there and. Oh look Tommy Wallace is back. Or you know. you know, uh, Tommy Doyle sorry. Tommy Doyle is back. Lindsay Wallace is back. Um I'm all for nostalgia, I'm all for callbacks, but at the same time, I don't like it for the sake of it. I don't like the fact of just being bashed across the head constantly from start to finish with callbacks. I want these characters to have some kind of detriment to the actual story. Um, do you know what I mean? I know Charles Cyphers is back as Sheriff Lee Brackett, which I didn't even realise that Charles Cyphers was even still alive. I don't even know how old he is now, because the original Halloween was released in 78. And he was clearly probably in his late 40s then, I'm guessing. Late 40s, maybe early 50s. I'm not sure. Um, but I just want these characters to actually do something, to actually have some kind of purpose in the actual story. Um, now, just to kind of get on some of the things that I don't want to see... In this film. It, it kind of actually returns to the point that I just made. I just don't want to see constant callbacks. I don't want to be bashed across the head with homages. You know 2018's Halloween certainly had homages. It's a film that paid respect to the original movie. But there were definitely moments where I thought. Was that really needed? Did they have to do that? Um, I, I, I get what they're doing. They're trying to appease you know, fan service and all that. Um, you know, there was a nice, nice you know, where, where um, Laurie Strode's granddaughter looks out the window and she sees, you know, Laurie stood there very much making a callback to the original Halloween. And obviously the scene where, um, you know, she, Laurie Strode goes falling out of the house and then Michael goes and, and she's gone. Um, <laughs> again, alluding to the original 78 film. Um, I just don't want it to be constant i don't want it to be constant um and just quickly as well something else i'd like to see just a, just a quick little thing very cosmetic i don't feel like it's going to make any kind of overall big bearing on the plot and that is um i would like an allude to ben tramer 
Uh, obviously, I know Ben Tramer was killed in 81's Halloween 2. Um, but obviously, this movie actually ignores all of the events of the pre, uh, you know, of all the films in between 78's Halloween and Halloween 2018. Um, I thought it would be a nice little touch if we find out that she actually, that Laurie Strode actually got involved in a relationship with her uh, high school crush, Ben Tramer. You know, I thought that would be a nice little kind of nod to, to the fans. And I don't feel like that's bashing someone across the head with nostalgia. It'd just be like a, just a quick little kind of callback. Um, but yeah, something else that I don't want to see either. Um... I don't want to see the film playing it safe. And there's, there's people that are going to hate me for saying this. Um, I like it when risks are taken. Um, I like it when the film has the balls to do something that you don't expect. Um, but it, we're kind of at that age now where the unexpected has almost become the expected. Um, you know, for this film to kill off characters that you wouldn't expect it to kill off. Now, I'm not necessarily saying Laurie Strode, because obviously there's one more film to come. And, you know, if Laurie's going to die, which I'd commend if executed correctly, that's the thing. It's got to be done correctly, okay? I'm not going to say that this is going to, like, make or break the film for me, because it isn't. Um, but if Laurie was to be killed off, I'd imagine that would be the third movie. Um, you know, and uh, maybe her granddaughter or daughter um, to really kind of push the story forward. Because, you know, as I said on my Scream 5 Expectations podcast, I think sometimes when you play it safe, it runs the risk of becoming predictable and formulaic. You know, the same people surviving film after film after film. I like it when risks are taken, if they're executed correctly. You know, and, um, excuse me, I'm also looking forward to, um, well, no, something that I also don't want to see as well. Um, there was a subplot in Halloween 2018 that I really didn't care for. I kind of get what they were doing. They were trying to do something different, etc. Um, I believe Dr. Savitar, it obviously turns out in a bit of a twist, if you will, um, he's actually, you know, kind of trying to help Michael study him and etc. And he, he obviously he kills uh, the sheriff. Um, I really don't want some kind of out there kind of subplot that, that, that that's thrown in for, for whatever reason. Um, I want this to somehow capture the spirit of, I know it's not easy to do, to kind of appease fans of the original Halloween, to pay respect but at the same time, to not throw in too, too many things that I feel veer away from the overall plot. Um, I really didn't like that little kind of subplot thing that was kind of thrown in there with Dr. Savitar. And I really didn't like his death either. I don't want to see more deaths like that, in fact. Um, now, I'll admit, of the killers, Jason Voorhees is probably the more inventive killer than Michael Myers, certainly. Um, but to me, that death in Halloween 2018 was more fitting for a Friday the 13th film than it was a Halloween film. I don't really want to see any kind of over-the-top deaths in this film, which to me, Halloween 2018 had none aside from that head-stomping scene. Um, I did particularly like the moment um, of uh, the kind of carved head, carved as a jack-and-lantern head. I thought that was kind of like a nice little kind of touch. 
Um, and there were a few kills actually off screen in Halloween 2018. There was a level of restraint to it, which I do kind of appreciate it for. You don't always have to see the kill. If you see the aftermath, it can be every bit as impactful, in, in my opinion. Um, but I just don't want to see any kind of over-the-top Michael Myers squishing people's heads like watermelons and shows of huge superhuman strength. I mean, we know that Michael Myers isn't your typical human being. There's that whole kind of like, you know, is he on evil on two legs or is this a man driving strictly on adrenaline or whatever? Um, but I just want to kind of see a more kind of grounded aspect, if that makes sense, with deaths that aren't over the top and and little kind of subplots kind of thrown in for, I don't know, purely for the sake of it and stuff. I mean, I commend, as I said, I commend studios and stuff when they try to do something a little different i mean it all it all depends on all depends on how it's executed etc um but i am very much looking forward to to halloween kills and looking forward to its follow-up um i'm hoping this film lives up to the hype that um john carpenter has given it he seems to think that most halloween fans are going to love this film that it's very much kind of a, a quintessential slasher movie um but w we'll see at the end of the day, he's there to promote the film. They're not going to slate it, but at the same time, he shoots from the hip. John Carpenter's someone that rarely ever sugarcoats things. If he likes something, he'll say it. If he doesn't, he'll say it. So, uh, yeah. So they're pretty much my kind of expectations. And I just wanted to capture the overall kind of Halloween vibe. So we actually feel like it's Halloween itself. Which I think Halloween 2018 did, it did an okay job. It did an okay job of that. Um, I think some of the films in the franchise have overall kind of failed to kind of convey that real kind of Halloween feeling sometimes. Um, but I know that lighting plays a big part in it. Um, you know, the cinematography and so forth. Um, so I'm just kind of hoping that we can kind of capture the essence that this is actually Halloween night. And I'll, I'll also say that I absolutely, I did love The Mask in 2018's Halloween. So I'm looking forward to that mask coming back. I saw a screenshot quite recently of the mask being blood-soaked, which I thought looked pretty, pretty cool. Um, so I, I, it's hands down the best mask we've had since 1981's Halloween 2, which of course is the original 1978 Halloween mask. It's just gone through a lot of, you know, wear and tear. So, uh, and I thought also thought J.J. Courtney did a great job as Michael Myers. Uh, the best Myers, in my opinion, since Nick Castle. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much all I really want to talk about today. Um, so uh, I'm going to wrap that up. And uh, thanks for everyone that listened. If you like what you've heard, please feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Talk and Stalk. Uh, completely devoted to horror. Every subscribe is massively appreciated. And uh, I just genuinely love doing this and uh, I'll be back again soon to haunt you and torment you. Take care.